0: The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. Well, I set out last night to put together a show that would have some good news in it. Uh, And I thought, you know, if I could just find, you know, a story of somebody who died in a fiery plane crash with all of their children, I'll count that as a good one because I could say at least that wasn't you on the plane um but i actually found some good news and not only did i find an hour's worth i still have more yeah it's friday let's celebrate some things that are going right in the nation we begin in 60 seconds the glenn beck program So Patricia lives in uh, Michigan, and at one time she was in constant pain in her knees and her hips. She's now in her 70s, and she thought, you know, this is what happens when you turn 70. Oh, Oh, no, don't say that, Patricia. It was really uncomfortable. She had difficulty getting in and out of chairs in her bed. One day she heard me talking about relief factor on the radio, and that was the day that Patricia decided, you know what, I'm not taking the pain anymore. She had tried everything. This was the day that she tried one more thing. She didn't know if the relief factor stuff, as she said, would work, but she was tired of doing nothing about it. So she ordered the three-week quick start. Literally within a few days of starting to take it, she realized her pain was fading away and her mobility was returning. Patricia, I am so glad you got your life back. Now what are you going to do? Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. That's why they offer the three-week trial period. Within three weeks, you're pretty much going to know if it's going to make an impact with you at all. So, are you part of the 70% that actually can have your life changed? Try it. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. So I've been looking for good news, and let me give you a couple of stories, and then we're going get to get into some stuff with Joe Biden, which I think is fantastic. Um, first, the sex pistols. Uh, you know, man, Johnny Rotten. Johnny, uh, Johnny Rotten has come out, and he says, America is on the verge of total and complete collapse. Now, he's not a British citizen anymore. This is his adopted country. Uh, he you know he was with the sex pistols from uh, from Great Britain, and he became an American citizen. He said colleges and university students are to blame. He said these people aren't really genuinely disenfranchised at all. Uh, they just view themselves as special. it's selfishness, and in that respect, it's divisive and can only lead to trouble and I can't <laughs> believe TV channels that give these
1: lunatics the space. This is Johnny Rotten saying this. (laughs) From the (laughs) the punk rock band, The Sex Pistols. This is is my good news headline on this story. Wow. Rock and roll
0: still exists. Where is the rock and roll attitude? We're nothing but a bunch of wussies. That's all we are. We have turned All rockers are like, Uh, i uh, i mean everybody's disenfranchised and uh i don't want to disenfranchise god forbid i have an opinion what is rock and roll that's the whole attitude anyway he said where's this moral majority nonsense coming from when they're basically the ones doing all the wrong for being so bloody judgmental and vicious against anyone that doesn't go with their current popular opinion it's horribly, horribly spoiled children that are coming out of our colleges and universities with crap for brains. Uh, he said wow. he has no respect for President Joe Biden. Uh, he's just, uh, he just follows the latest woke fashion trend and is going to be the catalyst for the country's utter collapse. He said, I love my country, which is America now. He said, I love being on a tour Mm. bus. I stare out the window. I'm amazed and transfixed by the difference of scenery from one state to another. The forest up north, the swamps down south, all of it is beautiful. The people are very, very varied and very forgiving. A new country, new open-mindedness, I suppose. Like, they're really not stuck down and nailed to the floor by class uh, warfare. Here's a guy that knows it. I mean, that's what he was rebelling against in Great Britain. And uh, I mean, a return of rock and roll, a return of mm-hmm. rock and roll. It's interesting uh, to look at their... it
1: that way, because really the establishment is the Biden stuff, right? It, it's the oh, yeah, it's the wokeness is the establishment yeah. now. And he's fighting it, it against is. that. Yeah, I
0: remember you remember when Muse. I said someplace somebody asked me, you know, what my favorite group was. This is 20 years ago. And I said, Muse. And I said, their lyrics are fantastic because it was all mm. about you know, the United States of Eurasia and how the the uh, everybody had to be exactly the same and the corporations and the war machine and Mm -hmm. and all of it was just controlling people's minds. And, the you know, green was the new red. It was brilliant, brilliant stuff. Well, Rolling Stone magazine uh, wrote about it and Muse came out and said, we want nothing to do with him we don't like him and i'm like okay well, i don't really give a flying crap if you like me or not but you're wrong uh and i wrote a letter to the editor uh i don't know if i don't think rolling stone ever published it but it was a response to muse and it was like dude we're on the same side you don't like big government and mm-hmm. i don't like big government uh and here here they are now where's where's muse now Where where are the lyrics now? I mean, it is so clear what is happening to the world. Uh, And where's rock and roll? You know, I, I knew when Van Morrison wrote a song against the COVID mask business and the lockdowns, and he asked Eric Clapton to record it. And I think Clapton did. I think it was released last December. Maybe we should look this up. But Van Morrison released a song himself that he wrote that was really anti-lockdown. He got major hits for it all over in, in England. He wrote another one, gave it to Eric Clapton. Clapton was going to record it. Maybe he did. Uh, and uh, and everybody went crazy on Eric Clapton.
1: Yeah, and recently Mick, Mick Jagger went through the same thing. He wrote an anti, uh, lockdown, anti-lockdown, anti-lockdown uh, song, and... I mean, people are pissed at him. The, and so this is the first time
0: since maybe 1950s with the jiggling hips of Elvis. This is the first time I have seen Mick Jagger yeah. and, and Eric Clapton called Dangerous Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> They're in their 70s, man. They just haven't given up on rock and roll. Okay, some other good news. And I mean, I know this isn't really good news, but hear me out. Uh, the International Space Station cameras uh, have picked up a V-shaped UFO, uh, and it was, it was aired. There's video out there. A, an unknown flying object uh, that is V-shaped had a close encounter uh, with the SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule, And then with the International Space Station. So, I I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm rooting for aliens. (laughs) I mean, wouldn't it, honestly, wouldn't it be almost a blessed relief if we get up one day tomorrow and on CNN, and you'd be like, holy cow. We're taking over your society. I'd be like, hey, let's listen to them. Like, give them a chance. <laughs> give them a chance. It might turn out better. It's a cookbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how long do we have some semblance of normalcy before they cook us and eat us? I'll take that. Um, <clears throat> when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the real ratings uh, that, uh, that Joe Biden got. Apparently, Not only were the ratings not good, uh, which is actually a bad thing. More people should watch this uh, because it tells you everything you need to know. But the reaction from the mainly Democratic viewers, not good. We'll get into that here in just 60 seconds. Stand by. First, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the clock is ticking on the American economy. We are headed into a boom. Boom. Uh, and we're headed for inflation, we're headed for all kinds of things, and then I think we're going to have what's called a melt-up. It's going to go up and then come crashing down. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home right now or both, you may be literally getting getting in under the wire on this one. Um, It's going to become more and more difficult, and the longer this stuff goes on with Biden and the new Green Deal, Uh, It's going to be harder to sell your house because has it been greenified? Do you have all the government approved changes made to your house? And it's just going to become a pain in the ass. Uh, And believe me, it is coming. So if you're looking to sell a house or buy a house, now may be the right time to do it. Please, if you're buying a house, don't buy too much of a house. Don't uh, because we always do this. I do that. Everybody does this. Yeah, I know, but it's a good year and next year is going to be great. You don't know what next year is going to hold. Um so go to real com. You'll find a real estate agent that will actually help you with all of these decisions, help you find the right house at the right price, have them help you sell your house at even a better price than uh, perhaps you even thought. Real agents I trust dot com. It's a, a free service to you. We'll match you with the right real estate agent in your area. Real agents I trust dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. So the approval rating uh, of Barack Obama when he first gave his first speech to Congress was 68 percent. George Bush gave his first speech. It was 66 percent when Donald Trump gave it. uh, It was, I think, 60 or 61 percent. What was Joe Biden in a incredibly new low? He got a score of 51% of those who watched it, largely Democrats, 51% approved of Biden's comments. Now, hmm. everybody in corporate media was like, oh, no, very high marks, very positive reaction. No, it's not, actually. It's 51%. It's a historic low uh, <laughs> by at least 10 points. So, I mean, what are you saying? You know, oh, they loved it. No, they didn't. They liked Trump better. What are you gonna do about that? Um, People said uh, sixty percent said Biden made an appropriate effort to reach Republicans. I I, I, I mean, that's just democratic thinking for you. Yeah. What? What did he? How did he reach out? You know? You know what he reached out? He said, "Look, I want to hear your ideas, but we can't wait. So let's just pass the things we all agree on. Pass the Dreamers Act." Open up the borders. Uh, I mean, it was, it was all stuff that we were like, I yeah, don't agree. We don't agree on, on that. that. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> no, there's that's not one of the things we agree on. And they are convinced. Uh, yeah. No, I think actually Donald Trump believed his own press. I think Donald Trump would say things and he'd be like, we all agree on that. And I think he actually would believe those things. You know what I mean? hmm I think he would convince himself that those things were true and he believed it. Um, And so you had to look at him differently in that. I don't think Joe Biden believes any of this stuff. He knows better than that to think that, oh, come on, Republicans. One of the things he said we can unite on is the the assault weapons ban.
1: Mm, No, No,
0: we can't unite on that. Yeah, he
1: has said that multiple times. There's there's no way the right agrees with that. Right, right. Uh, So that
0: that's the truth on the uh, speech. And uh, it is it's massively down from Trump's early ratings. He's uh, not doing well. He's not doing well. And in more ways than one. Do we have the the,
1: situation shows yesterday that he's not doing real well. He was getting done with his speech. (laughs) And then he started looking around for his mask, which he, of course, always has uh, right away because it's second nature for him. He's always wearing his mask. Uh, But here's what happened. Okay, so there's the exit music for him. And his people start coming up. To help him out, help him off the stage, and he's looking he's all looking over the through place. His notes, looking through his notes, looking at the podium, looking underneath the podium. Where's my you can mask? Hear him. Hey. Yeah, he's asking, "Where's my mask?" I have to put but, my mask on to get my pudding. And, and then Jill, and Jill is Jill looking through up. the books. She, yeah, she's looking everywhere. Yeah, we're... Uh, yeah. He, he'll in be trouble. in trouble again. Who are you getting in trouble with? You're the president. So then he finally finds his mask. It's it's in his butt. He pulls it out of his butt. It's in his back pocket. <laughs> it's actually, but, it is. It's but, his pocket. But he pulls it out of his butt. There's my butt mask. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it out of his butt. <laughs> You know what? I, I, sh- I, sh-
0: I shan't say that it wasn't in his butt. It may have been there. It, I think it, it was. Been there. I think it, he reached like behind a-
1: him and pulled it out. So yeah, what do so we to re- take from that? So yesterday, not really a good
0: day for him. Uh, he was in uh, Georgia, and he was giving a speech. And uh, this is in Duluth, Georgia. And th- this is an exact quote. He's talking about all the reforms he's making, and a, a heckler starts in. And he says, uh, end detention now. End detention now. We voted for you, Joe. End detention now.
1: Okay. End detention? Honestly.
0: Yes, thank you. I was going to say, honestly, (laughs) do you even know what that guy's talking about? Are you talking
1: about after school? I have to
0: stay after school? Is that what (laughs) we're talking about? It
1: could be. (laughs) It could
0: be. All right. We are in such different planets. (sighs) End detention now? Is that the border? Is that school? What is it? Neither of those. It's
1: getting rid of prisons. Wow. So Okay. Don't detain anybody in a prison anymore? Yeah, well, at least not. They're starting with corporate prisons. Okay, so the private
0: prisons. non-government run prisons. Mm. Now, I just would like to point out, why is it wrong to have a public-private prison and right to have a public-private partnership with everything else? Why are corporations mm. only evil when it comes to the prison system? Democrats... Can you answer that? I mean, I, my phone is wide open. 888 727 BECK. I'll take your Democratic phone call right now. Help me out. Why is it okay to have public private partnerships everywhere else but not prisons? What is it? Still waiting for that phone call. Uh, we'll continue because I may be waiting a while on that. So, anyway, Joe says, "I agree with you. I'm working on it, man." I love it when he
1: says, "Man, I do
0: too. I'm working with I'm working on it, man." Quote, <laughs> "Give me another 5 days." What? There should be no private prisons, and we're working to close all of them. Oh my god. Now Wow. I'm, I'm guessing the give me five days is hyperbole is just like, ah, give me a break. I mean, you know, look, look at what we've accomplished. Give me another five days and let me show you what I can change. Um, but we're working to close all of them. Where, where are those prisoners going to go? I just.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, put them you in, can't go if you put them federal in the, pres- federal prisons or the or the government run prisons. Isn't that an overcrowding situation then? I would think so. Maybe we would just have to release those prisons. Release all those prisoners. I'm, I'm
0: not sure. How do, wow. you, how do you close all corporate prisons? I don't know. Give him another five days and, uh, and he'll find out. By the way, we found out, this is really good news. We found out that Stacey Abrams is going to write uh, some more romance novels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she told the Wall Street Journal that she's writing another romance novel right now and i don't know about you but when i just even think of stacy abrams i mean i just get all hot and sweaty it's uh (laughs) really really yeah yeah remember the butter man the guy you know what was that i can't believe it's not butter uh yeah was a fabio fabio where the hell is fabio now where is he wonder what he looks like wouldn't it be great if he looked more fat and dumpy than you do That's just not possible.
1: I don't think that's even possible. Oh,
0: look it up. Look him up. I'm going to
1: looking it oh, up. Oh, man.
0: If he's like balding and fat Fabio and looks like me today, I love this.
1: Uh, no, based I on these pictures, uh, no. no. Our dreams did <laughs> no. not come true. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have to shatter it that quickly. Yeah, he looks about you know, the same as still he still ever
0: looking, did. He's <laughs> still looking.
1: He's, he's made some pact with the devil. He looks the same as he did 30 years ago. It's just no. not right. It's not right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did have the
0: butter that didn't. It wasn't butter, but it tasted like butter. <laughs> right. He might be the devil himself. <laughs> anyway, she's writing some more romance novels, and uh, mm. and I'm not sure what she's writing, but I, I just have a I just have a couple of things you know for her. maybe some titles that could you know just uh, oh, okay good some you know, helpful help her out for, him,
1: for her. How
0: about Pride and Racial Prejudice? <laughs> good. Okay. All right. Not bad. When Harry Met White Privilege. Uh, uh, okay. To all the cops I've loved, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, to all the cops I've loathed before. <laughs> or how Stella got her vote suppressed is another one I, that I think. Just, I mean, nice. those are just free. You could just work on those, uh, you know. But if if you really want to make it steamy, you know, maybe crazy rich Caucasians. Uh, and oh no, because you'd have to have good looking <laughs> Caucasians uh, in that, and I don't think mm-hmm. that. Well, but you would provide work for Caucasian actors because, uh, you know, you couldn't have those played by non-Caucasians. Non-cauca- so that's a really good thing. Really good thing. Okay, let me, uh, let me go into some, uh, some news on Rudy Giuliani next. We have John Solomon, formerly of the Wall Street Journal, now with JustTheNews.com. Rudy Giuliani, his apartment was raided. What was that about? Next.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: All right, let me, uh, let me help you out on um, your dog. Andrea writes in. She had experience with rough greens. She said, our German Shepherd has been suffering with skin allergies and infections. She's been slowed way down because of it. She has a bad hip. I hate when that happens to these dogs. We started using rough greens about two weeks ago. The best word we can describe her now is happy. She has more bounce in her step. She seems to be walking better. Her coat is shinier as well. Every day, she looks forward to eating her food with rough greens on the top. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rough greens. Another satisfied regular customer. Andrea, thank you so much for uh, writing and telling me your experience. You can now get a free bag of Rough Greens, just a little trial bag. Uh, You just have to pay for the shipping, but they'll send it to you free. And that way you can put it on your dog's food and see if they like it. If they like it, then order a bag, and you'll see month after month after month, you will see changes in your dog, dramatic changes, I think, at least in, in Uno. 833 Glen33. Order your bag now, 833 Glen33, or roughgreens.com/slash
1: Beck. Check out my show, Packray leashed every day right before this show, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, or anywhere you get your podcast. And here we go.
0: This is the Glenbeck program. Uh, I'm sorry, my ears. If, if, can you please return my feed? Uh, welcome to the Glenbeck prob- uh, program. We are uh, we're glad you're with us today. Uh John Solomon is with us. There's a disturbing report happening now with Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon is is part of it, but he is also former Wall Street uh, Journal reporter, uh, CEO and editor-in-chief now of justthenews.com, which is a news site that you should check every single day. Really good journalism being done there. Rudy Giuliani had his apartment raided yesterday, uh, and uh, it's kind of disturbing what we're hearing is happening. John, welcome.
2: Good to be with you, Glenn. Thank you. So tell us what happened yesterday and why. As far as we could tell, and again, I, um, I'm, I'm a, a part of the news in this, so it's an unusual position to be a reporter and also be part of the news. The uh, FBI on Wednesday raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment at about 6.30 in the morning. They also raided uh, the home, or not really raided, but they showed up at the home of a, um, uh, Joe DeGeneva and Victoria Tensing, who were personal lawyers for me on a book project. And they uh, secured uh, communication devices that were uh, requested under a subpo- grand jury subpoena and a search warrant. And you know this has been a long-running saga, right? There is a theory that Adam Schiff has put out into the into the public that somehow Rudy Giuliani and Victoria Tenzing and Joe Genova were working for foreign forces to remove the ambassador of uh, uh, the US ambassador to Ukraine, perhaps on behalf of Ukrainian officials. I don't know the merits of the case, right? Uh, I do know that I wrote uh, the majority of the Joe Biden stories and this ambassador, Madam, uh, uh, Madam Ambassador Ivanovich, Marie Ivanovich, uh, was the woman that was at the helm at the uh, embassy when Hunter Biden was doing all of his shenanigans with Burisma and I wrote in the period of March until May the the main stories that brought to light or reinvigorated the Hunter Biden, Burisma, Ukraine, China money train, and and so there my name shows up in these search warrants and as I'm told, and uh, again, I worked as a reporter. I talked to many people. Yes, Joe and Victoria were my lawyers, who often did pre libel work when i would submit a story to the hill and rudy giuliani approached me about information i have said publicly i ended up not using what he gave me because it didn't match my reporting and so i didn't use it but he did offer me information i i don't think i did anything but act like a reporter and many other reporters had the same contacts with the same people but for some reason maybe because all of us were instrumental in in highlighting hunter biden's problems uh we now find ourselves entangled in this grand jury subpoena so, you know, some people say it's an enemies list. I don't know. Uh, I hope to think not. And I would like to give the benefit of the doubt to the U.S. Attorney's Office that maybe they're looking at something and when they look at the facts, they'll come to the right decision. But as a reporter, it's very chilling when your name gets leaked as part of a grand jury subpoena. Someone obviously wanted my name out there. That's why they put it on the subpoena. Adam Schiff wanted my name out there. That's why he leaked my phone records. And yet in two and a half years, no one found anything wrong. And everything that people said about the Burisma story at the time—it's—it's it's wrong. It's Russian disinformation. It's all been validated. It's true. So it's all true. I think this will go. And Ivanovich, the Ivanovic, in Russia.
0: The, uh, the ambassador in Ukraine, if just from the reporting that we did, uh, uh, you, you're you're, you're the, she's she was not good. She was not good, uh, and yeah. it would, would be great if she were gone, not on behalf of the, uh, the Ukrainian government, but just on behalf of the United States and its government and people. It was
2: well, not a good go.
1: situation.
2: Yeah. What do we know about her that we didn't know during impeachment? She was the darling of the impeachment testimony, right? She testified mm-hmm. during impeachment that she really didn't know anything about Hunter Biden's uh, burisma thing except what she was briefed on, before she became the ambassador, and what she read in the newspaper. I sued, Mm -hmm. and we turned up all of these documents. She met with Burisma's lawyers. She received a long briefing from Burisma's lawyers. George Kent, the guy with the bow tie that made himself famous in the impeachment, he told her a bribe had been paid by Burisma why Hunter Biden was on the board, and she reported it to her boss, Victoria Nuland. None of that was in her testimony. A lot of people think she was at least... A deceptive by omission, if not outright dishonest. I know because of the good work of Judicial Watch that she ordered myself and Sean Hannity and many other famous people to have our uh, social media illegally monitored by federal agents and federal employees. It's, uh, the State Department cannot target Americans and use its intelligence resources. We know she did that wrong. We know she had a dysfunctional relationship with the Ukrainian prosecutor whose job it was to carry out her corruption, anti-corruption uh, agenda. Uh, I, I think the body of history that we know about Marie Ivanovich today versus what we knew about two years ago is very different. And, and I think, you know, unfortunately, most of the rest of the media got scared away from this story when Adam Schiff and the fake whistleblower and others started to make claims that, you know, aren't true. They, they you know, for a while, the New York Times and ABC News were reporting what I was reporting, and then they all ran for cover.
0: If this happened 20 years ago, John, uh, to a reporter, uh, wouldn't all the reporters, everybody in the media be rallying around you?
2: They sure would. In fact... Ironically, Glenn, twenty years ago this month, it did happen to this reporter i don 't think i don 't know if you remember this, but just before nine eleven when I was associated press reporter, the Bush administration actually robert Mueller, we 've heard a lot about him over the years. He authorized a subpoena from my phone records trying to find out my sources on something, and then a few months later, without a warrant. They intercepted my mail at the border. They had to admit that that was an unlawful search and seizure. And the media rallied around me. Why? Because it was George Bush's Justice Department going after me. But when it's the Biden Justice Department, I haven't gotten a single call of support from a single journalist. And all those reporters who were looking at Biden, you know, who dropped off it, but no, there's a real story there. They've just gone silent because you know what? if they probably saw what happened to me i got you know i have an impeccable reputation as journalism uh, i i worked very carefully to be fair to people my whole life re- mm-hmm. regardless of political they destroyed my reputation they 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 called me a russian disinformation artist no one wants to go through that and and i think they scared the rest of the media off and silence will be the greatest sin of omission that the in- industry pays on this particular issue they were silent when Adam Schiff took my phone records. No one was outraged then, except for the Wall Street Journal op-ed pages.
0: Please uh, count this as a uh, a genuine call of support, but not from anybody with any kind of journalistic credibility. <laughs> but we're behind you, John. Uh, you. It's, it means a lot. It is, yeah, it, it is really bad. Now tell me, because Rudy Giuliani, uh, his son came out and said they left all of the information about hunter biden's laptop is is that real or is was that just a It's
2: true. uh, Yeah. uh, Rudy Giuliani says he offered the laptop because it met the description of the electronic devices that should be seized. And the agents told them they didn't want it. That's what he said on Tucker Carlson last night. Uh, Now, there could be I'll offer because I always try to be fair and down the middle on these things. They already have the Hunter Biden laptop. So having another copy of it might not be as important to the FBI. They've had it. We know that. So maybe it's not a big deal. Here's something that I think is more shocking that Rudy Giuliani said that I don't think people picked up on. I've done the report reporting this morning, and I have confirmed this. Rudy intimated, and I have confirmed affirmatively, that in November of 19, the Trump Justice Department, under the direction of Bill Barr, authorized the secret, it's called clandestine, seizure of uh, Rudy Giuliani's law records, uh, as well as Victoria Attensing's law records. Why is that so significant? It's very rare to do clandestine seizures of, of data. But uh, the, in the case of Rudy Giuliani, I believe it was their cloud. You know, it's all of his records in the in the cloud from his email. And wait, his wait, law.
0: wait. Yeah. So when you say law records, could that right. include attorney-client-privileged stuff?
2: It absolutely did, because the government had to set up a team and self-determine, because they weren't asking Rudy, what, what, uh, what records were privileged and what weren't. But think about oh the Oh, my moment. gosh. Yes, that, that's how far our surveillance state has gone. But, and let's think about its significance from two things. They've had all this stuff for two years. They never brought charges. They had access to everything. And now they're going to raid his home and get the same stuff a second time. But here's a, here's a more important point. At that very moment in November of 2019, when those clandestine or uh, covert uh, seizures were occurring, he was advising the president's impeachment strategy as Adam Schiff was conducting the impeachment oh trial. My God. Victoria Newland, the, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York may very well have had access to some of Rudy Giuliani's strategy, Ukraine. And remember, it was the Ukraine issue that was at the Rudy Giuliani's role, was the issue in the impeachment trial. It's a very chilling thing. Attorneys have privileges, journalists are supposed to have privileges. It appears that the surveillance state of America, whether it's Adam Schiff's surveillance state with his subpoena for phone records or the Justice Department, doesn't seem to regard the privileges of attorneys or the privileges of journalists as robustly as they did 10 or 20 or 30 years ago.
0: That is bone chilling, bone chilling. Um, yeah. I saw yesterday that the Justice Department just promoted uh, the individual that was was instrumental in the the FISA scandal, and yeah. uh, I believe she's now overseeing the relationship between the the people asking for warrants and and the FISA request. What is happening there? Nobody. Not only are they not getting punished, they're getting rewarded.
2: It's been it's been the um, uh, the dynamic all through the Russia scandal. Right. And Russia and Ukraine are in, in, inextricably intertwined. People don't realize that the Russia story in many respects was designed to throw a light on Donald Trump, a diversionary tactic, so people wouldn't look at what Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and others were doing in Russia and Ukraine, because they all had relationships in both countries. It was a piggy bank for Democrats, and they threw uh, uh, you know, a, a diversionary tactic by accusing Trump of doing something he never did. So Ukraine and Russia are going to forever be intertwined. That said, the you look, Pete, Peter Strzok gets uh, fired for misconduct, and he lands on all of these prestigious jobs. Hunter Biden admits he does all these things wrong. He's giving lectures on the media now at a prestigious university. Tulane. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Tulane, just in the last few days. The, de, the former deputy FBI director, McCabe, gets fired. He's able to raise zillions of dollars on GoFundMe, there's no consequences for bad conduct, at least on the left, you know, and then there seems to be extraordinary and maybe over the top penalties for people on the right. You take a look at Mike Flynn and Andy McCabe. They did the same thing. If you believe the FBI, they lied to the FBI. One goes through millions of dollars of law bills and, and a prosecution before he gets pardoned. The other, uh, doesn't get even charged and, and under a a Trump justice department. So, You just have to ask yourself whether this picture doesn't really affirm what Republicans have been saying. There's a two-tier justice system.
0: John, uh, please reach out if you need anything, uh, personally or professionally. I and I know the audience is behind you as well. Anything you need.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You
0: bet. Justthenews.com, something you should check every day from John Solomon, justthenews.com. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. Robert wrote in about his experience with American Financing. He says, I was buying a rental property in another state, and I want to thank Jennifer from American Financing for all of her hard work helping me through this transaction. We both learned so much, figured the pitfalls, uh, but made it happen. Thank you, Jennifer, for all the support and laughs along the way. Thank you, American Financing. That's the kind of relationship you will have uh, with the people at American Financing. It's a it's a uh, family owned and operated business. It's it's like a small business, and yet they, they're coast to coast. Um, they have the values of working for you and and doing the things that make your life easier and less expensive if you're fiscally responsible you want to find a way to save yourself hundreds of dollars a month or maybe it's you know much as a thousand dollars a month if you throw your credit cards in it with it as well Um, or you just need a mortgage the people you need to call is american financing American Financing, 800 906 2440. They're waiting to help you right now. 800 906 2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 1 82334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, some parents here in Texas, in the number one school district, uh, they had. Uh, said that it was systematic racism. Uh, it was a horrible racist community. Yada yada yada. The the Carroll School District gets together and they said, "Hey, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a uh, you know a, a, a meeting on this and a training for all of the teachers." Oh my gosh, the training was a nightmare. Uh, if you treat parents, students, and colleagues equally. Regardless of their skin color or ethnicity, you are culturally blind and ignoring what's happening in our country that that's excuse me Um, what it means to be white for you. They were encouraged to think of themselves in terms of race, white fragility, um, yada, yada, yada. It also warns, I love this, it warns against stereotyping, which happens when you generalize about a person while ignoring the presence of individual differences. Wait a minute, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) What do you say? What, white fragility? I mean, Mm -hmm. Um, they uh, had to look through all of their teaching through the lens of equity. Uh, They had videos that the uh, teachers had to watch from uh, California uh, on racism They claimed black and brown students needed extra resources because they have to work extra hard and do double the work just to succeed. They also had an equity rubric, things teachers should change about their professional practices. Uh, You know, they need to make sure that the teachers are aware of their biases and privileges uh, so they can prioritize equity. Well, the, the parents said, enough, 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 enough. One of the parents that was there Uh, is going to join us uh, next. This this school, uh, the parents are pushing back hard and winning. And we're going to talk to one of those parents, an amazing guy, next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.